And life would be boring if things didn't change. It would be. Because <laughs> variety is the spice of life. Exactly. Yeah, I and mean... And we want a spicy life. <laughs> Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard. Welcome back to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. We apologize for being a bit off of our usual routine for the past week since we were both on vacation. But we're very happy to be back. And speaking of routines, that's what we're talking about on today's episode. How exciting. What a good segue. I know. <laughs> But before we get into our discussion on routines, I would like to ask you, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? That's such a good question. I am wearing a pair of kind of beige socks that are sort of an interesting knitted pattern, and they have some lace on the top, and they have some buttons on the side. And I picked these socks today because I've been feeling very interested in like aesthetics sort of which is always something that I've been interested in. I'm an artist. I've always been interested in interior design and fashion design and fashion in general and I feel like I'm sort of embracing that interest and that value of beauty and aesthetics recently. One of the ways I'm doing that is I signed up for a floral design workshop this evening, which I'm very excited for. So Anyway, the way this ties into my socks is that I'm wearing a cute dress today, and I wanted to wear cute socks that went with my dress. So that's the story with my socks. I like it. What about you, Anna? I am wearing a pair of kind of wintry socks, which is a little strange since it's summer still. It is a little strange. But they are they are from Costco. Would recommend the Costco socks. <laughs> they are kind of a heathered gray and black, and they've got like a little nice ribbing around the middle, which is nice. The reason why I picked these socks is because I was just at my cabin, or my family's cabin this past week. It's a little chillier up there. I was wearing these socks once in a while, and I'm ready for fall to begin and having a little cooler weather. So I wore these in anticipation of that. I'm so excited for fall. Me too. It's my favorite. Yeah. Although we were just talking about, before we started recording, the like mixed relationship that I have with fall. I think a lot of people do. Those of us who grew up going to school in the fall and those of us who are teaching or working in schools, it's like the end of freedom, the freedom of summer at the same time as the beauty and excitement of fall. So it's... It's a bit of a challenging relationship, but I'm very excited for fall. Right. Yeah, me too. No, fall is so hectic, which I think can be really tough. It's probably the most busy part of the school year, I would say. At least that's been my experience. But mm -hmm. it is, at least it's nice outside. Yeah, it's my favorite weather. Yeah, me too. And squash. Is Pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkin. Cider. Exactly. All the best exactly. things. Exactly.
we're going to get into our our conversation about routines. And this has kind of been on my mind recently because I've been doing more creative work this summer. And so I've been trying to find a routine that works for me when I'm working on my writing. Um, and also because I'm a, starting school again in two weeks. And so I'm going to really need to start establishing routines then and kind of keeping up with my wellness and also my creative work if I can, but then doing my academic work. So that's kind of been at the forefront of my brain recently. Um, But I guess I just wanted to ask you, Maria, how you have kind of used routines in your life and what you think they like what kind of role they play for us what's what's good about them maybe what's not so good about them before we kind of get into the specifics of it well i think they're really useful in both creativity and wellness which you just mentioned a little bit and i think one of the ways that they are useful in both of those areas and probably other areas as well is i think they kind of set us up for success because it's sort of a a foundation that we can lay for ourselves without too many decisions and too much thought and stress that kind of gets us in the right mindset and in the right place physically and mentally, emotionally to create the work that we want to create or to have the the like relationship to our body and wellness that we want. Yeah. So I think they're really important for both of those things. For sure. Yeah. And kind of what comes to mind for me, I don't know. I feel like I have a love hate relationship with routines because on one hand, I like to think of myself as kind of a spontaneous person and kind of going with the flow. And so I feel like routines kind of contradict that. But on the other hand, if I don't have routines, I can get, really unfocused I think um and and kind of unmotivated and I think as much as we really love to have variety in our lives it's important to have something that can stay constant so you can just like keep yourself accountable for what you do want to be doing and I think a big reason why routines are so great is it helps prevent decision fatigue which we've talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. before because if you have to decide every day when you're going to do things and what you're going to do and how you're going to kind of get your day going and how you're going to end your day, etc. If you're having to decide something new every day, I can just imagine that that's completely exhausting mm-hmm. and it wastes time. And so when you have a routine that you know you're going to go to, that kind of prevents you from having to make those those decisions anew each day I guess yeah when I really relate to what you said about kind of excuse me like wanting to be able to embrace the more spontaneous side of life and but also feeling the need for some routines because I definitely feel like I am resistant to structure a lot of the time because I am a creative person who doesn't like to feel boxed in or tied down to any one particular thing. So sometimes structure and routines can feel like they're getting in my way, like they're limiting me in some way. So I 
can tend to be kind of resistant to them. But I think having some routines in place can, like you said, like free up your brain space from that decision making so that you actually do have more brain space and energy for like the more creative, interesting decisions. And you're not just thinking about when am I going to wake up and where am I going to eat lunch and mundane things like that. Right. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most frustrating things about routines for me um, is that I find that I have to at least adjust my routines probably every like couple months, maybe um Mm -hmm. depending what's going on in my life if not more often and sometimes it's not just about adjusting them but it's instilling completely new routines in my life to make things work and that can be really tricky because I feel like the point of routines is to not have to do that yeah (laughs) um and so I think as much as we really want to like latch on to routines so we have something that we can have constant in our lives we have to be flexible with them because we're always changing so the way that we live our life is going to have to change with us even if we want to keep some of that constant and so and i think on mm-hmm. top of that as the longer we hold on to routines the more we can kind of get stuck in a rut um and so as much as they're important we do need to have that flexibility and that variety so i think that's what the most tricky thing about f- like figuring out your routines is because you have the knowledge that it might not work for you in a few months anyway. Um, yeah. But I don't know. And maybe that's just my experience. I know some people stick with routines for a really long time and it depends on the routine you're using. Um, but I think that can be at least somewhat frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, if I definitely could see how that could be frustrating if you're like putting a lot of effort into figuring out what your routine is. Is that kind of what you're right? Yeah, thinking? no, that's a good point. I it means, I guess, it becomes frustrating when you're trying to figure out your routine and you're spending a lot of time trying to figure it out. I mean, sometimes, for example, this summer since I've been writing, I've been trying to figure out my writing routine. And that was kind of a long process to figure out because I just wasn't sure what was going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And so I f- kind of feel like I figured out what worked. But when I go to school, that's not necessarily going to work anymore. And so it took me a long time to figure that out. But now I'm going to have to revamp it again. So I guess situations like that are where routines can just feel like more trouble than they're worth, even though usually mm-hmm. they are worth the effort that you put into them. Yeah. I wonder if those kind of situations, if it would be helpful to kind of take what you've learned from establishing your current routine and see, maybe take some parts of that and see if you can apply those in your new situation and then kind of reevaluate and just make some tweaks to it instead of just starting from scratch since you did put a lot of time into figuring this out. That's true. Yeah. Well, and building off of that, I think what's as much as that process of redefining your routine can be frustrating, I think something that's really cool about it is that you get to kind of get I think it's a process speaking of of self-knowledge, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, I think 
finding routines that work for you is a method in which you can kind of get to know yourself better and get to know your various habits and what works for you. And if you have to adjust that, as much as that can be tedious, it can also be rewarding um, and have more benefits than you thought it could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it kind of freeing, I guess, to change my routine sometimes. It feels good. I think because I'm a person who I really dislike stagnancy, that's a, something that really bothers me. And I really like change to some extent. It depends on the context. That's a whole other conversation. But the issue that I tend to run into when I feel like I need to change up my routine is I'll just let go of something entirely. And then it's really hard to get it back. Like maybe I used to have a really nice morning routine and it was working for me well. And then something happened in my life and it's not really working for me any well anymore any well (laughs) it's not really working for me anymore and then I will just like give up entirely and not have any morning routine and it's really hard for me to adjust my routine instead of just throwing it out Mm. I don't know is that something you've experienced yeah I that that kind of rings a bell for me too I feel like yeah if we if we get too frustrated with our routines and we're like this isn't working anymore but i feel like i need something new but then we don't necessarily take the time to just like tweak it and we try to revamp it then like we might just lose that routine altogether and then yeah you kind of need it anyway even if you need something different but then you're not getting it anymore yeah yeah that can be tough and i think it's not even always an issue of frustration but sometimes it does feel really good to let go of it for a little while and just kind of be free with it and let myself do whatever I want to do and kind of discover new things that I might want to change up things that I haven't been doing before. But I just find it hard to like get back into a routine after being out of it. Even Uh, though I feel like I need a break sometimes. Yeah. Yes. That makes sense to me for sure. Yeah. Well, and again, I think that goes back to our desire for spontaneity and for variety in our lives. And that's why routines it's just a very delicate balance trying to figure out mm-hmm. what you need and when. And yeah, I think you really do need to be careful with completely letting them go because yeah, I think then you can, it's just difficult to get back into a routine if you've been in kind of a flow state for a long time. Yeah. But also it's really nice to be in that flow state. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to not do that. It's just been something I've struggled with figuring out how to balance those things. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But also, going back to your, what we were talking about, um, just the fact that routines kind of need to change over time, that really makes me think about kind of the seasonality and cyclical nature of life, Mm. which is something that I'm really fascinated by, and I would love to talk about more specifically in a future episode. But I think, like, speaking of fall coming up, we're going to have... The sun's going to be rising and setting at different times. We're going to be doing different activities in the fall. So I think it is useful to take that into account when we're thinking about our routines. And even thinking about like our periods and kind of the different ways that we feel during that cycle. And maybe our routine 
during one part of your cycle doesn't feel good during another part. Like maybe your exercise routine feels really good during the times of the month that you have more energy. And then during other times, it doesn't work for you. Yeah, that's totally true. I'm glad you pointed that out. Well, and especially I'm kind of a unique case because I'm in college right now. But because I'm in college... Like, my schedule is completely changing each semester. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just how it works. And I'm with new professors each semester, and I have to get used to their grading techniques and styles and things like that. And so it's very much having to readjust. And I I think that's good training for in the future when you do have to kind of kind of respond to this to the to the cycles of of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it definitely, like, things are always changing. It's more dramatic in college. Right. But there's always new things that are popping up and going away and exactly. adjustments we can make. Yeah, and, and like you said, even though you might not be having a complete change in your schedule, like work-wise or whatever, when fall comes, you're going to be doing different things. You're going to be dressing differently. You're going to be making different food. Different food is in season. The sun's going to be going down earlier. Yeah, I mean, you just have to account for that. Your energy is probably going to fluctuate with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really magical. Yeah. I love thinking about that, how these cycles change over time and how we can try to work with the energies that are already in place within our bodies or kind of in our environments as opposed to like trying to fight them and do the same thing all the time just because we want to do the same thing all the time yeah and life would be boring if things didn't change it would be because <laughs> variety is the spice of life exactly yeah I and mean, we want a spicy life <laughs> as much as so i mean the seasons are really incredible, I think. Well, and especially living in Minnesota, like, I will get all four seasons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes three. Sometimes we skip spring. But. Yeah, we kind of do that yeah. a little bit. Too yeah. <laughs> in but. Coast. I mean, it's really incredible how quickly things change, too. Like, once I, I don't know, I feel very much still immersed in summer right now. Like, it's mid-August. But in a couple weeks, it's going to be September, and I'm going to go back to school, and, like, fall is going to start. I mean, the leaves are going to start changing. It's going to happen really quickly. I feel like it happens quickly every year. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. amazing. Well, this is making me think of, I remember reading something in one of Gretchen Rubin's books about how a change in scenery is a really good time to start a new habit or make a change mm-hmm. to your routine. She's talking about, like, going on vacation is a good time to implement some new habit that you're interested in so i'm wondering if you have any kind of routines that you are hoping to kind of get started once you are in that new environment oh yeah yeah for sure well i mean what comes to mind initially is like getting my study routine in place Mm -hmm. um because i was just telling maria this i have organized my schedule so that I only have classes Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and not Tuesday and Thursday, which on one hand I'm like really excited about because Tuesday and Thursday I can just like hang out. I'm like, oh, I can go shopping on Tuesday and Thursday. I can like take a nap. But then, by, then I remind myself that 
you actually have to be studying on those days. <laughs> right. Because all the work. Because you have class from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I have not had that before the last couple semesters, so I'm really going to have to figure out how to self-motivate and really how to use those two free days in order to get on top of my studying. I think if I do it right, I could really get on top of my work. But if I don't do it right, I can get super behind really fast. Mm-hmm. So just trying to figure out that. Um, and also kind of this has been tricky for me, but trying to balance like how much I'm journaling has been kind of uh, a routine that I've been fiddling with for like the last year or so. Because um, sometimes I want to implement like really elaborate journaling things and like responses I want to do every night. And I'm like, if I do this, then I'll have my life more on track. But then I need to mm-hmm. devote like an hour before bed to do it. And like in college, you just don't always have that time. And right. so and then it just becomes unproductive because I'm like beating myself up because I didn't make enough time to journal or whatever. And so and sometimes there's moments in my life like when I was dealing with some anxiety last year. I didn't really want to journal, which I found kind of interesting, but I found it easier to not overthink more than I already was. And so Mm -hmm. I found that journaling wasn't really helpful for me. So that's one of those times when I had to listen to myself and what I needed. Um, But that has been a routine that I've been trying, kind of trying to figure out because I have like so many journals and I write different stuff each night before I go to bed Mm -hmm. but sometimes it can get too time consuming and I also want to like read a book before I go to bed so my pre-bedtime routine is one that I kind of want to nail down a little better yeah I I think it's interesting that you pointed out your your schedule that's going to be different on different days because that's one of the main things that gets me like it's kind of a hang up when Mm -hmm. I try to established routines is that my schedule is not the same on any given day because I don't have a normal nine to five job where I go somewhere in the morning and then I come back at the same time every day. I've never really had a job like that except for maybe one summer job a few years ago. So I'm like teaching in one place on one day and and then teaching in another place at a different time the next day in a different town. So Yeah, I find that challenging to figure out how to have some kind of routine so that I feel a little more grounded and less like I'm all over the place and stressed if I'm not going to be in the same place at the same time every day and doing the same things. Yeah. Yeah, no, as much as I'm excited to have my two free days, quote-unquote free days, study days during the week, (laughs) um... It's kind of tough to to gear yourself up for those huge fluctuations. I mean, before Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to have to gear up for four classes all in a row, which is kind of exhausting. And then the next day I have like nothing. And then it's gear up for four classes again. I mean, it's just there's not necessarily like a happy medium there. So I think that can be tricky trying to like reorient yourself each day like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have an answer for that. No, maybe maybe I'll figure out something. (laughs) I'm really hoping to (laughs) be a little more organized about that this year. Yeah. Sort of give myself a weekly schedule. 
But the other tricky thing is like things always pop up that you're not expecting to like maybe on Mondays, I don't have to start teaching till 3 p.m. But one week I'll have an appointment in the morning and the next week I won't. And then the following week I'll have something else that day. Yeah. So it's a little tricky. Yeah, I know. It's but. it's crazy. Life is I mean, it's really nice having those things because, again, I'd get really bored if I did the same thing every day. But then it can be difficult to keep all of your your activities organized and get done what you want to get done. It's a constant. It takes a lot of mental energy. Right. I think. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying about habits and Gretchen Rubin's um, idea about, about using routines for habits, I was thinking that as much as routines are things that we kind of need to implement in our lives, I think they're also it's also a good method to use or a tool to use in order to develop habits. So sometimes it's just, we want to develop routines so we can be more organized. But I think sometimes if we use routines as kind of the tool, then we can, the outcome of that is, is developing better habits in our life, which Mm, I think can be really interesting. So how would you define the difference between routines and habits? Mm, That's a good question. Um, well, I think for one thing, again, like the routine is kind of the tool you're using to make something happen. And then the habit is kind of the outcome. And how I think about that is a routine is something you're implementing and it's something that you're deciding to do each day or each week or whatever. But a habit is something. And I think, again, we can change our routines up. And it's always something we're kind of manipulating, but habits and habits can change too. But I think habits are more about something that is really ingrained in you and you've kind of trained yourself to do. And it's something that as much as routines are like, I'm going to do this and it's intentional. And sometimes routines can end up not being as effortful either. I mean, I think what's what, what the difference between a habit is and, and like a, repeated action is is that a habit has lost the effort needed to sustain it it's kind of ingrained in you now i don't know if i'm making any sense that does make sense i it makes me think about though how i think about routines which is like when i think about a routine i think about something where you're kind of doing it without having to think about it which does make it sound like a habit right yeah I don't know. That's tricky because mm, routines for me, as much as it's been a way for me to, um, I would say decrease the amount of effort I'm needing to make every day to figure out what I'm going to do. Routines are still something where it's like, you have to do it each day to make it effective, but that's the same thing as a habit. I don't know. Like I have a yeah. clear idea in my head how they're different, but I'm having a really hard time articulating it. <laughs> it's hard to explain it. Well, perhaps we can revisit this later once we have more, okay. more thoughts about that. I think oh so one thing though. Yeah. One thing that's different, I think, between routines and habits is that I think routines are more often like a series of like a sequence of kind of actions that we do whereas habits are like one thing that we've gotten used to doing it's like oh i'm in a habit of doing this but a routine is like i do this and then i do this at this time 
and habits mm-hmm. are more I don't want to say like more general, but it's usually like one thing rather than like a sequence of things. And I don't know if it's always it can be like time oriented. I think routines are very time oriented, but I think habits don't always have to be. But if you're if let's say if your yeah. routine includes like um what do I want to say? What's a good example of this? If your routine includes, let's say, meditating in the morning, then I think a habit could be being more mindful throughout the day. Hmm. So, I don't know if, nah, I don't know. I mean, because sometimes in the guided meditations I listen to, it'll have a visualization practice, and then it'll say, try to, I'll, and I'll, I'll do that visualization practice when I'm listening to the guided meditation but then it'll say try to practice this throughout the day if you think about it and i think the more you do that routine then that habit of just being more mindful and more aware is kind of like the outcome if that makes sense interesting that does make sense i also feel like we talked about this on another episode some time ago i don't remember which one it was i just this feels like very deja vu to me we might just so I don't remember what I said. We'll have to go back and listen to it, see what we thought about it last year whenever we recorded. You all should message us about the difference between routines and habits so we don't have to ramble. Yeah, about it if so anyone much. has an interesting definition or anything you think, we would definitely love to hear because obviously we don't know the difference. We don't know how to define them. So tell us what you think. Yeah. Yes, please. So you mentioned a little bit earlier evening routines, and that definitely is something that comes up when I hear the word routines. I think of morning routines and evening routines, which are definitely, you mentioned the time-oriented aspect of a lot of routines, and that, I think, is something that a lot of people do have in their lives, some sort of morning and evening routine. Yeah. Do you have any and particular? Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> Do you have any particular morning or evening routines? Maybe we'll start with morning routines. What are your thoughts on morning routines? Well, I think in general, why morning and evening routines are so important is because they bookend sleep, and sleep mm. is really important. And yeah. so. I think that's why a lot of people find them really helpful. Um, I would say I probably have less of a morning routine than I do of an evening routine because I I think I'm the kind of person who really just wants to, like, get my day going. Um, and some people really need to, like, ease into their day, which I think is why morning routines, again, are really helpful. Um, on the other hand, though, because I kind of have loose mornings sometimes, then I can be really, really unproductive. So it kind of depends. Um, but I would say my morning routine, I definitely, there are things that I do right when I get up. It's like I brush my teeth. I have to make my bed. That just gives me a sense of calm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then That's I, good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I usually make breakfast right after I get up, and one thing that I, especially when I'm at home, I don't always do this when I'm at school, but at home, I always do the crossword and do the Sudoku, 
And I really just enjoy doing that in the morning. It kind of wakes my brain up a little bit. Um, the only downfall of that is sometimes I spend too much time on them. But <laughs> right, <laughs> that that is part of my morning routine. Yeah. How about you? I I also make my bed and brush my teeth and eat breakfast. Those are like the staples that always happen. And I feel mm-hmm. like I I've been kind of struggling to stick with a morning routine because I don't like I was talking about earlier, I don't like the feeling of being sort of boxed into something that I feel like I need to do every day because I don't want it to become a chore because I don't think that's a good way to start my day because the reason I would like to have a morning routine is to like I was saying earlier kind of set myself self up for success get myself in a mindset and a feeling in my body where I feel ready to take on the day and do the things that I want to do that day so Another challenging thing about morning routines is I have like so many things that I would like to incorporate into my morning routine that if I did all of them, I wouldn't be ready to start my day until like two o'clock in the afternoon. That's how I feel. Yeah. (laughs) That's just not practical. But things I have been doing recently, sometimes I'll get into a habit of meditating in the morning, which always does feel good. I've been doing that for the last few weeks. Um. And I always do my physical therapy exercises in the morning because if I put them off till later, I just don't do them. And I find that it does feel really good to move my body in the morning. And I'm not maybe quite ready for something more vigorous than some gentle strength exercises. So that's kind of a good way, like some physical therapy, a little bit of yoga in the morning feels good. And I also like to get some sunlight in the morning. I don't always do that. And sometimes I'll journal in the morning, especially like right when I wake up, just the stuff that's in my brain, sort of the morning pages idea. Yeah, I think that can be really helpful. I would agree. Mm -hmm. I want a second year idea of kind of getting moving in the morning. I personally find that doing like my workouts in the morning is effective for me. This is like a really individual thing because some people like doing it in the afternoon or whatever, but I find it works for me because then I just get it done and then I have the rest of my day ahead of me. Um, but in addition to that, I kind of like, I, I tried to do this earlier this year. I had kind of a journaling practice that I would do in the morning and I really liked doing that. Um, but I did find it tricky to be like, I'm going to do this journaling in the morning and this journaling in the evening. And it was just kind of a lot, Mm -hmm. but I think I would, I would write down like a few things I was excited for, for the day and a few things that I was grateful for. And that was just a good way to kind of like reorient my my attitude going into the day, which I thought was really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty flexible with my journaling routines. I don't. That's not something I do every single day. That's something that's always like kind of in the front of my mind in the morning as something I could be doing. So sometimes I feel like doing it and sometimes I don't. Like today, for example, I woke up, I felt like I had a lot of thoughts in my brain. I just needed to throw them onto a piece of paper before I went about the rest of my day. And sometimes that's not the case or I'm really hungry and I need to just eat breakfast. So so that's kind of a loose routine. But that works for me since I don't like having a super set routine every day. Yeah. Well, I like that you pointed that out because even though you're not necessarily doing it every day, the fact that 
it's a practice that you use to clear out your brain, it still makes it a routine, which I think is interesting. And I think that's that's a excuse me, that's a good way to look at routines when we are trying to be flexible with them, but still put them into place. Yeah, I guess that's kind of how I see my routines a lot of the time is sort of I have this like menu of options of things that are going to make me get my day off to a good start or a good end or whatever routine we're kind of talking about. I think it's particularly applicable in the morning, but then based on how I'm feeling that day and how much time I have, I can choose any one or two or three of them before I get started with other things. Hmm. I like that idea. That's really interesting. So like, Depending on the morning, I might journal in the morning. I might pull a tarot card in the morning. I might do some yoga or I might just eat breakfast. I might meditate, but I don't usually do all those things on the same morning. Sure. Because it would take too long. Yeah. No, I really like that idea. That's cool. Maybe having like a couple practices that, you know, kind of wake you up or center you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Idea. Just like the the knowledge that I have option but i'm also not choosing from like i could do anything in the world right now right i could but that's like a big decision to start (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i really like that idea i like that a lot yeah so what about evening routines what are your go-to evening routines my evening routines are well one they're kind of skincare oriented for me because I've got those are my favorite routines (laughs) (laughs) I've got eczema and keratosis pilaris and all the fun stuff Maria and I both have those oh yeah (laughs) so I have to like lotion up before I go to bed which is lots of fun so I have to do that I have like many different lotions sitting next to me on my desk right now like hand lotions <laughs> and facial lotions and blah blah blah. So I do that. Oh my goodness, I love skincare. Yeah. It's so fun. Yes. That is a big part of my evening routine. Um and then I, I kind of struggle with evening routines, at least in the summer, because it's so easy for me to like just hang out on my phone and like not doing anything and then it's like mm-hmm. midnight and I should have gone to sleep an hour ago or whatever. Right. <laughs> um but on like a good night I journal. I almost always journal before bed because I kind of like to recap my day. Sometimes the only thing I write is like, this is what I did today. But I I don't know. It's kind of like a good way for me to remember what I'm doing and just like record Mm. the things I'm doing and have a document of it. I don't know. It just kind of makes me feel good. Um, And then I really like to read a book before I go to bed if I can, because I find that's the, the really only time that I can reliably make that a practice that I can consistently do and it's something that's really important to me it does not always happen but I really enjoy doing that and then when I actually get into bed I do a sleep meditation that's like just three Mm. minutes long or so but I do that every night before I go to bed because that's so nice yeah I think it calms me down a little bit yeah cool yes what about you well I feel like mine is kind of similar I the one thing that's always really consistent for me is my skincare. Like I always bring my my few things that I always use at night when I'm traveling. And 
even if I go to bed really late, I'll still wash my face. And so I do like an oil cleanse and then I kind of steam my face with a hot washcloth and then I use my toner and then I put my argan oil to moisturize and everything. And then that definitely is like a signal to me that it's time to go to bed. And I brush my teeth, of course, floss my teeth, all the normal stuff. And I also like to journal before I go to bed sometimes. That has, that comes and goes too. It's like kind of whatever I feel like. Sometimes I'll write some things I'm grateful for. Sometimes I'll write something funny or like sweet that happened that day that I want to remember. Or sometimes it's just like random thoughts that I feel like I need to get out of my head before I can relax and sleep. And recently, actually, just like two days ago, I was listening to an episode of That's So Retrograde, and they had a guest on. I can't remember his name right now, but he was talking about this like particular exercise, a particular journaling exercise, which I've been doing for the last couple of days that I intend to do for 30 days every day to like see how it goes. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm writing down something that was exciting that day something that drained me that day, and something that I learned about myself that day. And sort of my intention with this practice is to evaluate how I'm spending my time and how I want to be spending my time going forward based on what patterns I see in those three, in my answers to those three questions. Mm. I really like So that. I'll do, I do too. I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what I learned from it. And I have in the past done kind of things like that where I'll keep track of something for a while every night. Like I think I think you and Martha gave me that five year journal. Yeah, I do that every night. It was about six years ago now because I finished it mm-hmm. last year. But I did really enjoy having that too, just like a little one sentence answer in my journal every night. Yeah, no, I have I have that same one, and I'm on the third year of it, but I've done that every day mm-hmm. for the past three years, and I really like doing that. And I, I but the consistency is really nice, right? And it's really short, and it's just I'm really excited to like have that to look back on. I don't know, yeah, but yeah, and then I I forgot the one. There's a couple of journaling things that I do like without fail every night that I've done for a couple of years, which is I in my bullet journal I do a mood tracker. So I just mm. write down, well, I I have little color-coded things, so I color in what my predominant moods were for the day. And I don't know, I don't even know if that does anything, but I think it just helps me be a little more aware of how I'm feeling. And I, I was going to use it to, like, look at it yearly and be like, well, when was I feeling good? And what days were hard and what were, like, what was going on on those days or whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes you can't control those things. It's just... You're feeling a certain way, but I think it has helped me just be a little more like before going to bed, like this is how I felt today and I'm going to let go of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do do a gratitude log every night, which I, I find helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing that I really, I feel like is helpful for me to do before bed, but I often find that I neglect it just because I go to bed too late or I'm too tired, which is something that I'm trying to not do anymore. I need to like set a bedtime alarm on my phone or something. Maybe I'll do that this week. 
But I find it really helpful to stretch before I go to bed. Because mm. I have a hard time winding down, and I feel like stretching my body is usually very helpful in helping me sleep better. For sure. I also so, always turn on my... Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I also always turn on my pink Himalayan salt lamp before I go to bed because it's like a nice soft pinkish glow so I don't have too much light coming in my eyes to kind of signal to my body that it's time to wind down. So that's just one other little thing that I do. Mm -hmm. Nice. So in addition to morning and evening routines, we also have talked briefly about kind of creativity based routines or whatever activity you're doing, any routines you're using for work or certain practices in your life that you want to be working on. Um, and like I said, that's been really important for me, kind of figuring that out for myself this summer. And I think this is a little trickier to talk about because it's very individual, depending on what you're working on. Mm -hmm. And because... All of our creative brains work so differently. Our routines can be really different. Um, and so I think this is one of those things where it's important to have a routine because it keeps us accountable in the work we're doing. And the more we do creative work, the better we become at the art that we're working on. And I think it can help us kind of focus and become more centered before we're going to embark on whatever work we want to do for that day. But you really have to be in tune with what you need because everyone's activities and creative pursuits are so different and how people approach mm -hmm. them are so different. Is there anything that you found helpful when you were working to establish a writing routine this summer? That's a good question. I think I think experimenting is really important. Yeah. Because there was never a time when I was like, I'm going to do this so I can figure it out. and oh, now I know exactly what I should be doing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, one of the big things with trying to figure it out was when I was going to write and where I was going to write um, were, like, the big things I tried to figure out. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I read a lot of blog posts about people who tried to find their routines, so, like, doing research when you're figuring out routines, helpful. Um, but... At the beginning of the summer, I just thought I could not work at home because there were too many distractions and it was so easy for me to just like lay in bed and not doing any, do any, bleh, and not do anything. <laughs> um, so I would go to coffee shops or libraries and write, which I really enjoyed for a while. And then I kind of just stopped going to them because I would write at home right when I got up. I don't even remember why I started doing that, but I really, got into a habit of sitting on my bed with my laptop in my lap rather than at a desk, which I really enjoyed. I don't know why. It doesn't sound that different, but it made a difference for me in writing. Yeah. And Your environment does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I found doing it right when I got up before I like read a book or looked at social media was really helpful because sometimes I would like watch a YouTube video and whatever I watched if it was like really interesting, it would be in my brain the rest of the day. And then it'd really be hard mm -hmm. for me to like focus on what I was writing. So doing it in the morning was helpful for me, but it was a very like organic process. And I didn't actually do anything specific to make it happen. I think it was just like, I had to take the time to figure it out. 
Yeah. And if you're doing, I like, guess, so long as you're doing it, you'll figure it out, but you have to right. experiment. I guess my question was really more like, what did you learn about your routine? Right. So it sounds like you learned that working at home in your bed in the morning works for you. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah. Right. Which is good to know. I think place and time are really important aspects of routine in terms of creativity, finding out when you need to block off time for your creativity. Like if you are a creative morning person, don't plan on doing all your creative work at 7 p.m. unless you really need to, because that's probably not going to get the best results and be the most fulfilling. Right. Yeah, no, I would just recommend trying a lot of things. I mean, because I actually there were a couple nights when I just had a lot of ideas right before bed. And so I was writing before bed and I wanted to like hit my word count. And sometimes that worked really well because I got a lot of words out and I like felt really energized and I was like, yeah, I did so well. But then it's like 10 p.m. and you want to sleep. And so then I had a hard time going to sleep because I was thinking about my story and stuff. So then I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. So, yeah, just trying to figure that out, I guess. And that's yeah. That's what always happens to me when I try to work on something at night. I like I can't do creative work or work on my own projects in the evening because I just get so excited about it. and I'm so energized that I can't sleep. Yeah. And it's counterproductive. Well, yeah, it's tricky because sometimes I'm like too groggy in the morning to have really good ideas. Mm -hmm. But I also don't really want to work right before I go to bed because then I can't sleep very well. I don't know. It's really different for people. Some people have to work at night. So there was mm-hmm. a lady in my writing class that I took this summer who was like, all my best ideas come at 4 a.m. And I have to get up and work on stuff. And I'm like, OK, I mean, if that works for that you. That happens to me sometimes, right. too, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's hard when your like routines just emerge for you and you're like, this isn't yeah. what I wanted. Well, I think this is a really interesting topic because like since in this new season, we're focusing a lot on the intersection between creativity and wellness. I think this is a fascinating question. Like if because I do feel like I have good ideas at night sometimes and sometimes I'm motivated to work on my creative projects at night. But then I feel like it impacts my well-being negatively because it does keep me from sleeping. Yeah. Almost every time. Exactly. No, it's so tricky. It's like when, I don't know, when, when do you, when do you kind of let go of your art to take care of yourself? And, but it's like, what if you have a really good idea? Right. Oh my gosh. And then like on, on the other end of that, I feel like in the morning is another good time for me creatively. But if I start my day by working on my art then I'm like sitting still and staring at a thing for hours in the morning and then I'm like stiff and I don't feel good later in the day yeah so it's challenging and then if I do all my routine stuff before I get started on my art then it's kind of late by the time I get started on that I know I know this is exactly how I feel it's I (laughs) I mean this has been my like I don't know just figuring out it's like, well, maybe I should write right before I get up, like right when I get up before I eat breakfast, when I have like when my brain is just getting ready and maybe some good ideas will come from that. But then mm-hmm. I'm expending a lot of mental energy right away in the morning and that can be really exhausting for the rest of the day. But if I don't get started earlier enough, 
like what's going to take away those ideas or what's going to get in my head that's going to keep me from being focused. And and the thing is, it's different each day. So, yeah, I mean, some days it's just going to be completely different than the day before. So, yeah, but it's a really tricky question. I think I, again, don't have any answers to this. And I'm this is something I'm really thinking about a lot right now and hoping to get better. At understanding my own need for routines around my creativity this coming year, especially once the school year starts and I am on a a bit more of a regular schedule. So we'll definitely have to revisit this at some point. Yeah, for sure. But I think one of the main things that's coming up for me right now is just that the importance of knowing yourself like we talked about a couple of weeks ago and paying attention to the clues that you are getting from yourself. Like if you try something, does it feel good? Does it not feel good? Did you get the results you wanted or did you not? And just taking that into account and reevaluating constantly. Yeah, definitely. On whether what you're doing is working or not. For sure. For our call to action this week, we want to know what your favorite routine is that you implement in your life and what kind of impact it's had on you. So please share with us. You can um, message us or comment on our social media posts. Um, our our Instagram and Facebook are at Never Wear Boring Socks and our Twitter is at No Boring Socks. And then you can email us. Our address is NeverWearBoringSocks at gmail.com. And in addition to that, we are going to show you guys some of our favorite routines that we do on our Instagram stories this week. So be in tune for that. Lots of skincare. Oh, yeah. Pictures of my oily face. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to share those on the Internet. Oh, man. Hey, they'll be gone in 24 hours. It's fine. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to take this time to give a little bit of an update on our, our wellness and our creative journeys as we've been kind of talking about that the past few episodes. So one thing we were doing was implementing a practice in order to be more creative. So implementing a wellness practice in order to be more creative. And then we were also trying to figure out a way to be creative with our wellness. So, Maria, do you want to talk about your experience so far? Sure. So I'll just give a brief update of what I've been doing. So for creativity, I've been trying to journal more often to increase my creative flow of ideas and whatnot. And I have been doing that more often. We talked about that in this episode. I've been doing a little in the morning and a little in the evening, whenever the mood strikes. And... I do feel like it's helpful in kind of getting getting rid of some of the beliefs and thoughts that are keeping me from creating and keeping me from sharing my creative work and putting more time and effort into my creative business specifically, too, which is something that we can talk about in the future. And then in terms of getting creative with my wellness, I have been doing acupuncture, like I said I was going to. I've been going once or twice a week because that's what they recommended for my chronic p- 
pain at my sadly young age for chronic pain. But anyways, I think it's been helping. I think it's been helping with digestion and sleep also. Perhaps anxiety. That's a little harder to tell because it's pretty situational. But it does, it feels helpful and it's at least very relaxing while I'm there. So I feel like it's going well so far. Cool. Nice. So what about your your goals that you'd been working on, Anna? Um, so in order to be more creative, I was deciding to sleep more. Um, so I was Oh yes, that's such a good yeah, one. Yeah, so I was wanting to implement better bedtime routines. Haha. <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> how appropriate. So I could get to bed earlier. Um and it's been kind of hard to judge that one because I feel like my summer routine in the past few weeks has been changing a lot in regards to what I've been doing previously this summer. Like, I've been seeing a lot more people, so then I'm out later, and then I'm going to bed later, and then... That's a tricky thing about summer. Yeah, and then I was on vacation last week at my cabin, so the variables that are usually at play were not at play because there's no service up there. So it's not like I was like getting distracted by my phone before going to bed. So, but I did, I mean, I did do a good job of sleeping more last week. So my mm-hmm. family was all kind of going to bed at the same time. Cause we, it was just the four of us up there. And there was, I mean, once one of us went to bed, it was like, well, okay, we're going to go to bed. So I was definitely getting more sleep and I was journaling and reading before I went to bed, which was nice. But I was definitely really creative last week, which was exciting. I finished cool. the draft of my novel last week, which was really Ooh, exciting. Yay! Yeah. So That's that very fun. exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so that was exciting. And I got some crocheting done last week, so I would say that that definitely helped to have I mean, I also just had more time. But that I think that benefited me. And then um with being creative with my wellness i think i decided to um to have a better attitude about Mm. how i was focusing on my wellness and that's i don't know that's always tricky i mean i've been i've been trying to work on it a little bit because i've struggled with like digestion issues which and because of that like the way my body looks fluctuates on a day-to-day basis like depending on how much food I've digested. So then mm. sometimes I'm like, oh, you ate way too much. But it's like, no, you just haven't, like, digested the food you ate yesterday or whatever. I mean, so it's like a constant. Sometimes I'm, like, berating myself for whatever food I'm eating or how my body's looking. And so I've been trying to, like, retrain how I'm thinking about that. And I've been working on it. And I think I'm getting better at it. But it's still tricky. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very tricky thing. We're so bombarded with so many messages regarding that all the time yeah but no i think i think i'm getting a little better at being more intentional with what i'm thinking about in regards to like the food i'm eating and how i'm treating my body and stuff good good yeah maria do you have a quote for us this week i do So this may perhaps seem unrelated to the topic of routines, but it seemed appropriate to me. Also, I just like the quote. So so I'm bringing it in here anyway. This is from Rumi. When I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of distress and anxiety. 
If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me, and without any pain. From this I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me, and attracting me. There is a great secret in this for anyone who can grasp it. And the reason that I think this is applicable to the topic of routines that we were talking about today is because of the fact that I think routines can, like we were saying, set you up for success, kind of get you in a place mentally, physically, and emotionally where that's just more conducive to doing the things that you want to do, getting the things, achieving the things that you want, because you're in a better mindset and emotional place and physical place. So, yeah. Yeah, I really like how it talks about how if you don't force it, like, the things that you are trying to connect with will connect back with you. And I think with the stuff we're working on, we're always trying to, like, put so much effort in and, like, nail down what we're supposed to be doing. But I like the idea that it's, like, kind of a relationship and that it will, like, respond to you if you treat your passions well. Yeah. I think sort of making them into routines and making making your mindset and your wellness a routine just is more conducive to all the good things in life. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much for listening this week. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review to help get the word out and to help share our podcast with others. It really means a lot to us. And if you subscribe, then you will be able to keep up to date with our next episode, which will be an exciting guest episode. Woohoo! Oh, very exciting. And if you want to find show notes for this episode and links to anything we talked about today, you can find them at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 039. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. Thank you so much to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for being our audio editor. And thank you to both him and Martha Barnard for all the help with our fabulous music. And until next time, never wear boring socks. 